welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Another Self slash Zeytin Aja episode eight, the last episode of the season, maybe the last episode ever, who knows, Netflix doesn't tell us much. Um, and we all watched it a couple of days ago, so bear with us, <laughs> we're pretty sure we remember. Sophia, we have just stopped her from sending, going down a very dangerous Reddit rabbit hole and uh, hopefully we can prevent her from doing so for the rest of the podcast. But if she's distracted, it's probably what she's doing. <laughs> research for the history section. It is research. It's about kebabs. So <laughs> uh, anybody drinking any tea? No. Free tea. Okay, great. <laughs> That'll do. Um, okay, so now I am going to take us through what happened in this episode? Hopefully I remember. Please interrupt me if I don't. And here we go. Okay, we are in bad hair timeline, which is the Tarkan and Adla flashback. Um, Tarkan is performing. I literally... Huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tofrak. I wrote down Tarkan. <laughs> Tofrak is performing. And um, I literally have nothing else written down from that scene. So I don't know. I guess they were happy. Um, we find out that Layla is alive. So yay. She didn't leave with Erdem. And what stopped her from going with him was actually thinking about Eleni and her story. So that's pretty cool. And so she hid and then the police found her. And it seems like she's not in that much trouble. So yay, she's fine and Sarp's fine. So that's what we care about. We go to the star of the episode, Muko, who is telling, I forget who, probably Sevgi, that Erdem is innocent and it's Layla's fault for trying to make her marriage work or not making her marriage work or something just horrible and F Muko. And then she also tells Fiko that he should give up on his relationship with Sevgi because he's not worthy of her because his business is uh, in shambles. Which the second part is true, but the first part is just completely out of line. Then Ada shows up. Everybody's happy Layla's alive. The girls tickle Layla. Think about that for the history section, folks. And... <laughs> Um, they notice that Ada is not wearing her ring anymore and that she's getting divorced. Toprak appears and he refuses payment for playing at the bar. Not very important. Layla, I did not like this conversation. Layla thinks that Ada is avoiding the kids question in her marriage because of her past trauma, not because she's actually just not interested in having children. Um, Fiko... Sorry, this episode jumps around a lot and I have it in how it's shown rather than the individual characters. So there's a lot of jumping, but basically Fiko is talking to Toprak and is like, yeah, Muko's right. I have nothing to offer Sevgi. Look, my business is shutting down. Just like both of them are like super into each other all of a sudden, but they both have self-esteem issues. The girls eat yogurt and talk about Sevgi and Fiko and they're super into it and they also want Ada to go for Toprak which is bad advice girls you should be giving her better advice she's swayable um the girls say that Toprak has a few issues but no more than anybody else that's definitely not true 
Ada goes to see Zaman Bey for advice and asks about how to be all right with the past. And he tells her a little parable about his past. Um, meanwhile, Layla calls Muko out for being the one to support Zaman Bey uh, because Muko is being really mean to Layla about her husband, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. And Sevki's super upset, goes to see Zaman. And he's like, don't worry about it. Not your fault, which is true. Zaman's backstory is that uh, in the early 20th century, there were a bunch of immigrants to Turkey from Iran. And his grandmother lost uh, a lot on the migration, her husband, her kids, I guess. I don't know. And she brought with her a single olive seed, which has grown into the beautiful but sickly olive tree that we see today that someone is tending. And that's um, the lesson that he learned from grandma is that what she brought with her is more important than what happened to her, which is a nice lesson, but clearly not what he's built his life's work on. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, Ada and Toprak plant a tree for their unborn child and are fine with what happened, I guess, and don't sleep together. So that's surprising. Zaman's name is cleared. I guess Muko called to say, or Sevgi called to fix it. And Fikret called his dad. But Zaman says he's thinking about retiring. We're not doing therapy anytime soon. And he just seems really weird the whole episode. Very off. Sevgi also needs Zaman to solve the mystery in her family that was hinted at in episode one or two, but um, he says, it's going to have to wait. I've got retirement plans. Ada and Toprak listen to music on the beach. Toprak asks Ada to go to the Netherlands with him, so basically to drop everything and give it a chance by going to the Netherlands with him and making a family with Floor. And... Then this is the best, my favorite part of the episode. Layla invites Fikret for a meeting and says, let's go in on a restaurant together. I have the funds and we're going to do it. And then she says, um, what does she say? Why not coconut? Which is something I'm going to start saying. <laughs> then we, oh, and she says it's going to be called Eleni's Mehane, which was really sweet. Uh, Fikret takes Sevgi to a romantic dinner on the beach and proposes, which I was like not expecting because have they been dating for two days? I don't know. Um, I guess there was that month time jump in there somewhere. She says, yes, it's very cute. I'm rooting for them. And then Moko goes and ruins the moment, of course. Then we get like a little montage. Sevgi gets a wedding dress. Ada gets divorced. Sevgi gets married. The officiant cancels on them, and so Zamanbe does it, and they have a very small ceremony with literally only the main characters in our show. I'm worried that they have no other friends, but it is what it is. Seems like a fun party. And Ada says, Toprak, yes, let's give it a shot. And he says, oh, by the way, I'm leaving tomorrow. So that's cool. Zamanbe announces he's retiring to the group. Layla has to go and throw up. And that, of course, on TV, when you see a woman throw up, it immediately means that she's pregnant. So that's interesting development. And then, so I knew this was going to happen. Fikret carries Sevgi over the threshold. They go to their new place or to Fikret's place, unclear. Not sure why they wouldn't go to the giant house that Sevgi owns. 
and she asks him to get her a glass of water. She opens a letter that's been given to her by Muko, and she learns that her father was not her biological father. Her biological father was a jeweler who was shot for being a revolutionary, and her um, adopted father was his comrade in arms, and so he agreed to get married to Muko and to raise the baby, and this is all not that bad, pretty fine, like we knew there was a mystery, whatever, but of course, Sevki passes out and she's relapsed because she's not been taking her medicine again. And we all knew it was going to happen, but hey, at least she didn't die. Um, Ada goes looking for Zaman to try and convince him to not retire and learns that he actually has a medical degree, which is maybe the most shocking thing that's happened this entire show. And she kind of um, talks him into not retiring because Sevgi needs him, everybody needs him. And I thought she was kind of proposing a partnership where he could like mentor her and she could take over. But that at the end of the episode, that doesn't seem like it's happening. So we'll talk about that. And, oh, and we learned that uh, Zaman Bey has a son who he hasn't seen in a really long time, but we don't really learn anything more than that. Ada says she can't go with Toprak because of Sevgi and Layla's situations. And he says, don't worry, we'll reunite someday. They seem to be parting on a good note when, uh-oh, uh, Flora is here and also Flora's mother, Eva. And guess what? Eva kisses the crap out of him like they're actually still together. And that really goes against everything we've learned about Delbrock and Ada is pissed. And then finally we see Ada, Sevgi, and Layla at a session and Zaman Bey is leading it and that leads us in to our gossip slash banter slash spilling Eski's pre-tea section. So what did you guys think about how they wrapped it all up in general? Feels like, like it's going to a second season. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty open ended for yeah. sure. But the I think this was very well um, liked and watched, so I'm I think they will do a second season at least ratings ratings wise on Netflix. Yeah, and as you predicted, as Guy, um, nothing happened to Sarp or yeah, um, it's just not that kind of show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it's pretty tragic, like with the past, yeah, present, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that the present at least is like people bettering themselves and true, generally being happy. Although, like, yeah, because of the semi cliffhangers, I guess you know, work in progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. What do you guys think about the like Flora's mother? Like that's that, that was, was so great. Odd. I loved that twist at the end because it all felt like it was wrapping up. Like there was no like surprises, you know. Like obviously we had Sevgi and her mystery and her passing out, but like all of that was kind of foreseen. And this one I really didn't expect at all, so I thought it was great. But then I also think it's really odd that like she had her whole like trauma with her father, but like 
there was nothing about how she had like a secret other father i don't know that just felt like not believable to me what do you mean wait what was not believable that she had the whole constellation session about like her dad's death but there was like never anything to tie it into the fact that he wasn't Mm -hmm. her biological father Mm -hmm. Oh, oh! Like the, the, you, you thought that it would come up in the yeah. I feel like they should be, like they did because they said there's like still a mystery in your family or whatever, and that's why she was needing to see Zaman Bay. Mm-hmm. Well, that was why Moko was so mm-hmm. stressed yeah. out. But yeah, I feel like it. It would have been. I mean, it was. It was good, but it would have been better if they had like hinted mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. beforehand. Do you think what was the year of the of her father's murder? Did it give a year in the first episode? I'm sure he was murdered. I mean it has to it has to be it has to be in the late 70s, um, because it's that's when that the the communist versus the right wing um street battles were, but I I eight nineteen eighty seems well, how old would say you have to be? If it was nine, I guess she could. It's still she still seems like she's in her early forties, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Okay. So that would be like yeah, right, seventy. Well, but she was like not a not. But super that small, wasn't though, that was a random that. killing. Like eight. Or we don't know what's behind that killing. The killing of her biological father was probably was however many years old she was earlier. Oh right, right, right. Yes, yes. So sorry, I got that mixed up. Yes. So her, yeah, her biological father was like when she was too young to before before she was was born yeah yeah before she was born okay so that that would make sense for like seven seven, anywhere between like 78 to 80 and then the other one was a retaliatory killing was my understanding Mm -hmm. like the right wing like another like right wing person i didn't even think about that but yeah his buddy we never got an explanation for why her adopted dad was killed so that but for that retaliatory killing to happen, it would still, I think, have to be before the 1980 coup, because, like, at that point, there was, like, such a drastic crackdown, and, like, everybody was arrested that I don't think that, I mean, that didn't, that shit didn't happen in the 80s anymore. It, it was, like, all the 60s and 70s, so I'm, I'm still having trouble placing Savia's age, but whatever. <laughs> what we, well, I don't know if it's, if it's meant to, like, mimic um her character's age or not, but... Um, her act the real actor's age but remember like in the first few episodes that I told you I didn't believe they were all the same age Mm -hmm. and they're all in like their early 40s yeah yeah even the early 40s I guess it could be like not 2022 but like I don't know five to ten years ago as well for the setting like it doesn't really say when the present is but anyway mathematically I still struggle but that's okay (laughs) doesn't really matter what do you guys think about Fikret and Mu- and Sevgi getting married and that whole thing? <laughs> it's really so sweet. nice. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just all very in line with the fact that she was going to like drop dead. In the yes. Area. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, for a while, I thought they had had a conversation about it. And he was like, well, however long you have left, let's get married really quick. But that's not, but I was yeah. thinking, oh, maybe he knows that she doesn't have that much time left. Ugh. But then she just passes out. Like, well, then it, what we had 
predicted for the past few episodes happened, which was that she yeah. got sick again. They definitely really very heavily foreshadowed that. Um, which is... Mm-hmm. We've been screaming that for, you know, yeah. episodes now that it's gonna happen. Which is fine, because, like, her well, to me, illness gonna... has been, like, the motivator of the plot for this whole season, but yeah, if this whole thing is important in season two i'm gonna be really annoyed because they just need to put that to bed just cure her and leave it alone mm-hmm. yeah what did you think about toprak and ada our favorite couple they annoy me at this point <laughs> yeah i just don't see how they're compatible i don't like him they're not compatible they're not oh, geographically but... compatible they're not educationally compatible yeah. they're not personality compatible they're not yeah. history Compatible, like... no yeah there's no yeah he had that tribal tattoo one it's just <laughs> you know mention that that's that's it, unfortunately the the actor slash singer has that tattoo so it's like not like oh this douche <laughs> character has a tribal tattoo uh, he wears a lot of cut off I, I know oh my goodness <laughs> i mean his arms are great but yeah do we need the cut off shirts i don't think so I I mean I don't I'm not as bothered by the shirts as I am by his like resting sack <laughs> face. Yeah. His resting sad face covers a multitude of anger issues and sins that the other girls don't seem so to So many notice. anger issues. Yeah. Indeed. What else do we have for tea? Did did you guys think that Moko's twist was like bad enough to merit like how much intense emotion she had bottled up inside you don't you don't think finding out you're like the person you thought was your father or like was alive is not enough to elicit like a strong emotional reaction no it it is is, but how what does that affect her like being terrible to people about their relationships like I don't understand the connection between like her secret and then like telling Layla she's shit and telling Fikret he's shit. No, I think that's separate. I think the telling Fikret he's shit is totally separate because she just doesn't think, like, she independently thinks that he is not good enough for her daughter. But, like, the only thing that the father secret has an impact on is the, uh, like, meddling with Zaman Bey's stuff. Um, But I think, like, even if her father, like there was no father secret. I feel like Muko would still behave that way about Fikret because she's got a weird sense of superiority <laughs> above Fikret because he's not like, col- I guess he's not like college educated or whatever. I think that's what she's been like stuck on because her daughter's a lawyer, IDK. <laughs> but she's stuck on like being emo- like superior emotionally to everyone, not just Fikret, I feel like. I, f- I feel like, like she started the show like a pretty mild kind of backgroundy character almost and then like grew to the yeah. main antagonist which is kind of funny. Well, that's, that's why it's so weird like instead of like being motherly and being like you know I, I'm, I'm a mother so I think this is what's best for you it's like I'm just gonna impose my judgment and what I think is best yeah. for you and like deal with it. All, but also nothing she really I mean okay like the father thing is like not a typical situation to be in so I can't comment on that but like the um everything else she does like pretty well aligns to like stereotypes of Turkish mothers so I was like not surprised by 
her being like, fuck <laughs> off to the secret. <laughs> and she really should have hit Sock with a slipper. Sark like she threatened her. That's also, that's also a big, that's a big, that's a big stereotype. If anything, Sark should be hitting Muko with the slipper. <laughs> Muko also deserves to be with the slipper. That's true. But yeah. Sark is number one, requiring discipline. <laughs> Plus, he's got his dad's like terrible genes in him, so he's gotta he gotta slip or slap be, that out of him. He's gonna be raised <laughs> by those three ladies. He's gonna turn out great. You have great, yeah, they have great judgment, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> also, I think I think it's kind of odd that like now Ada's gonna be the only one, or I mean, since a few episodes ago, that's not gonna be an Ivalik. Like, how's the story gonna continue? Like, what's gonna tie her to Ivalik? Um, well, Fleur's mom is just like not gonna leave, so she's gonna be like a parasite in Ivalik, and Ada's gonna have to. Well, stay Ada's for gonna claim. stay in Ivalik to take care of Sevgi and to help raise Layla's second child. Oh, true. I think so. I think she's gonna set All up right. a practice there. Yeah, a good predict. I think that's a good prediction. Sarp is going to be such a great older brother. Okay. God, he's going to ruin <laughs> the baby. N neither will be member functioning members of society. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about Zaman's backstory that's been like teased for the whole time? I think it's still being teased. I agree. I yeah. We still don't. We still don't really know what's going on. Yeah, we didn't yeah. learn about the sun situation. We just learned about the yeah. olive tree. Maybe his son is Toprak, and it's oh so my really god! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would have had him when he was sixteen. Then right? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. mom's a teen mom. So. <laughs> Um, I just got when I just said that that that's the title of the show is the olive tree so that was clearly supposed to be a very important scene yeah which I didn't really didn't really believe it but um it was a nice story uh okay what about Layla's new business venture I mean she's got that inheritance like it could work she was getting a bunch of customers to come to Fikret's like prior place so. it's very unclear to me why his prior place closed and if that same thing is just gonna happen to the new place but i believe in them so he he had to like his rent was changed um, or gone up or they yeah were okay okay so it was because of that disgruntled customers <laughs> yeah somehow yeah somehow he like I don't know if he knew like the owner, like the landlord, or like what, but he like made a lot of trouble for Fico. Yeah. But I don't quite understand either. But it's you know he was bad news. <laughs> yeah. Well, also I think investing in a restaurant in a place that's only full for like <laughs> summer is a bad investment. Uh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, I think, but no, people drive down from Istanbul all the time to Iowa look like for weekends and stuff. So I don't no. actually don't think it's okay. like the worst place to do that. Okay. Take all these Istanbul <laughs> money and run. Yeah. 
All right, so now we're going to move on into the history section where we've got two incredibly different topics to discuss. Uh, and so take it away, Eski. Okay, so in honor of the tickle torture scene we saw in this episode where, was it, it who's being Leila, tickled? Ada? Or Leila? Leila was being tickled, yeah. Supposedly to elicit like laughter and joy. Little little do most people know that tick the laughter for from being tickled is not most of the time. Maybe maybe for a few seconds it might be like oh haha this is this feels funny kind of kind of amused, but it very quickly turns into a panic reflex. So <laughs> uh, there is a history of some of it exaggerated, uh, you know, sensationalized I should say, but there's definitely a history. Um, in medieval Europe, as well as in Japan, that's been recorded of using tickle as actual torture um, to get information out of people or to punish them, um, which is pretty horrifying and dark. So let's let's get right into it. Um, the most sensationalized form of tickle torture that I've seen come up in media um, or like mentioned even in like conversation is. Uh, relating to goats licking the soles of your feet or of those victims feet I should say um supposedly uh the victim's feet would get dipped in salt water the goats like salt they they're licking the feet nothing can stop them goats also will just eat anything so you know it first is the panic reflex from the tick over tickling quickly turns into having no skin on your feet so that's gross um <laughs> that was one form of supposedly that one's a little bit sketchy if it like really really happened or if it's just you know an old wives tale um but there are documented accounts of people being tied down also in ancient japan as well as in medieval europe um tied down and being tickled in their armpits or uh, other kind of sensitive areas of the body um also uh, tickling is recognized as a form of sibling abuse uh, by some researchers. Um, not like the cute occasional type, but like in lieu of beating up the sibling, <laughs> tickling them until they pass out because they can't breathe, what has been documented um, by childhood researchers. So uh, children can be very cruel. Going back to the slipper <laughs> discipline, I'm telling you, gotta, gotta keep them under control with the Turkish mom slippers. Um, and what else? Uh, I mean, there are forms of quote-unquote tickle torture that can be totally consensual in the bedroom between, again, two consenting adults. I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, that is also in this Wikipedia article. Um, so anyone who's interested in doing more research can do so independently. Um, but yeah, so tickling has a dark, seedy underbelly. Um, and don't tickle people without their consent, because, like, I would panic. I don't like that. So a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't like that. They shouldn't have done that to Leda, in my opinion. Anyway, that's Thank all you. I got. Uh, yeah, so when Eski messaged <laughs> us that she wanted to do tickle torture in the history section, I think we both thought that she was joking. I had absolutely no idea about the dark past of tickling. <laughs> so watch out, guys. Um, and all right, so now we are going to talk about a more delightful topic, which is the food of Adana. Adana is the city that Fikret is from and uh, has really great food. And I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> okay, so 
Okay, yeah. Oops. Go for it. Oh, are you going to say something? No, no, no. I mean, I was just going to start, but you can do it. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so the most famous food I would say from Adana is the Adana kebab, which is probably my favorite kebab. It's incredible. Um, it's a skewered minced meat that is made with ground lamb and on bunch of different spices and it's usually a little bit spicy not like really spicy but spicy uh, and it's completely delicious served with flatbread pepper tomatoes and salad and I've actually been to Adana and had the Adana kebab and unlike buffalo wings and buffalo it's actually better there and it was incredible <laughs> um, another popular food slash drink from Adana is shalgam which um, is a vegetable-based street drink. And shalgam means turnip, but the drink is actually made from purple carrots, ground bulgur, salt, yeast, and water. And it's flavored with uh, fermented aromatic turnip. And I've tasted it once and really didn't like it, but I think it's probably an acquired taste, like something you grow up drinking and you really like. And it's served along with Adana kebab or other spicy kebabs and with raka also. And then the third uh, most popular Adana food on this list is Yuvarlama chorbasa, which I'm not sure that I've had, but looks delicious. It's made with uh, spiced meatballs, chickpeas, yogurt, olive oil, and a bunch of other things. And it's traditionally prepared for um, Ramazan by Rama and served in virtually every Anatolian home, according to this article. <laughs> I've never, I don't, I've not heard of that. It looks like something <laughs> I might have had at Chia, but I'm not sure. It looks delicious though. Okay. Um, and also I learned that the Adana kebab was named one of the top three tastiest traditional dishes in the entire world by Taste Atlas. Yes, in wow. 2020. It won second place with first place being a margarita pizza. So that's pretty, pretty high company keeping. For Dang. Wow. Yeah. Highly recommend you try it if wow. you have the chance I, to go to a Turkish restaurant. I I prepared more of like the general history okay, good. of Lebanon, So just like what are your feelings about the it's it's one of the most like the regions in the world that has been inhabited for the longest time um because it's actually what was called in antiquity Cilicia which I feel like I've heard about um and it's because it's like very fertile for agriculture so there's a bunch of well that that sustained life for a long time and apparently the word Adana comes from like, it's like one of those things, you know, there's a lot of rivers named like after, um, you know, Anna River is the, is like the name. So like the Dan, the, the Danube, Danube, I don't know how you pronounce that in English itself is like named like, like from the words for like Anna River. Um, and so apparently the first time Adana was mentioned was in 2000 BC. So it's pretty old and it's one of the oldest continuously used place names. So it's been called Adana for a really, really long time, at least for millennia. So 
apparently Adana is <laughs> very old. Um, and uh, well, there's like a lot of mythology on the name, but apparently like it's referred to in um, the Epic of Gilgamesh, oh, wow. which is like one of the oldest written texts of humanity. Um, so it's it's a pretty antique um, town that's existed for a long time and it's apparently it's been inhabited for eight millennia according to wikipedia so that's a freaking (laughs) long time if you think about it um and it's i mean it's also like had a few important things in like in in the recent turkish history because it's i mean i don't know as if you have like a you probably have a better idea of this than i do but like why it's so important um i mean probably the agriculture makes it pretty important like economically but i don't know if there's like any, any other reasons that make it also like a well known and important city no i mean yeah the agriculture and the cuisine are what come to mind immediately it's also like one of those things i can't i feel like there's places in the us like this but i can't quite think of a good parallel but you feel like everyone kind of significant has roots like not not I'm exaggerating but I feel like oh that person's from there too Mm -hmm. oh this person's also for it's like it's kind of a funny thing like uh, I can't think of a good example in the U.S. or other parts of the world even though like obviously like New York and LA are big cities that's not a good example but it would kind of be like if somewhere like I don't know if it was like I don't know suddenly Dallas was producing like a bunch of like notable cultural figures and yeah. you're like well why is everyone from Dallas um it's kind of like that's it's kind of like that even though Aldana is one of the biggest cities it's it's you know it's not Istanbul or anything it's but still it's got such a place in the um at least the the within the Turkish imagination and and we were talking about this before we recorded but there's a you know there's a there are several devoted meme communities about Adana in like ways that other cities don't get meme communities the most followed one is Los Adanas which is like trying to make Adana seem like Los Angeles which makes no (laughs) sense but but yeah they're like our only competition in the world is LA is like the the tagline for that page I think um and then there's like only an Adana type of memes uh that they post there but I don't I can't really explain why why it, it it's often a it's a punchline but like in a loving way not in like a condescending way I don't think anybody like looks down upon Adana but um for some reason maybe they have a good sense of humor about themselves so that's why it's kind of become a memeable um city but yeah I just I think of Adana and whenever I think of whenever I hear Adana I think immediately of that page because it's so random to me it's so random maybe again there's a good explanation for it but (laughs) like like so much on the internet it doesn't make much sense but it's funny and I don't unfortunately know much about the history. So <laughs> Sophie, everything you shared was like new information to me about how old it is and stuff. Um, I went to yeah, Adana one time and it's a really beautiful city as as, or as Sophia said on a river and um, not really like built up for tourism in any way, but a really pretty city with obviously, as we said, lots of good food. Awesome.
So now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. So what the fucks, what you got? <laughs> okay, I can start. Um, what the fuck is Ada wearing when she's at her apartment in Istanbul? It's like a... a Oh, it's her mom's uh, outfit. She's wearing like her mom's okay. clothes. Okay, I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah, she wears the same outfit from her mom wore in the previous, like in the yeah. previous. Which I still think it's is weird. weird. I think I think it's a little weird, but I think I think it was supposed to be touching. But okay, I thought but it it's weird. not as weird as her just choosing <laughs> to wear that outfit, which is what I thought. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true um what the fuck too why not coconut i've never heard that before and two different oh, they say it twice it's, yeah it's, it's not a thing. i love it <laughs> very funny um for me like watching the show every time somebody breaks out into english it's like takes me aback like so much so it's even more funny um what the fuck to layla's outfit at sevgi's wedding with the pink and the gold and the fringe. Yeah. Orange oh, dress. yeah. Orange. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was a lot. That was a look. Um, what the fuck to Sevgi and Fico having zero important people to them outside of the main cast of the show? Like only six people. <laughs> that was. IDK, as a, as, you know, I'm not as old as these characters are but I could see myself having like only a, two friends <laughs> in 10 years I could see that happening <laughs> <That's what happens. laughs> oh man um and what the fuck to Ada's love of like bralettes as shirts I mean mm. she looks great but it's mm. it's an odd choice for a 40 something doctor <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my final what the fuck was just Muko what the fuck, Mugo? Why you gotta be yeah. that? Blanket. I have I have a little bit of a WTF about like how like I don't know, although was acting like her whole life and career were over as a result of her ha shaky hand and then like she lost the fellowship or whatever. But then like she immediately landed yeah. another job. And it's like whatever for her to like consider going to the Netherlands and stuff now too. It's like wasn't I don't know, wasn't your career shattered a few episodes ago? Yeah. Now you're like, oh, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but also her hand got fixed. Oh, yeah. But I guess like would would her hiring whatever phys the whoever the doctor in charge is, wherever she's gonna work, would they just believe that, oh, it's better yeah. now? Okay, the thing that got you fired like a month ago. Is, it's not <laughs> fine. Okay. You got saw it. a guy in a in a cardigan in a beach town and now you're cured. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh, that checks out well but she is actually cured I mean I don't <laughs> they could probably do like a test don't they do like don't they have like little dolls that they do like <laughs> fake surgery on yeah they could yeah she probably took a test <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I want her and Sevgi to open up like a joint practice doctor plus lawyer Ivalix just a sitcom. Yes. That would be funny. Um, I also have 
how do how does everybody pay Zaman Bay? Like, how do you pay per session? Because they, they they chat with him a lot for like off the clock advice. I don't. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I don't think he charges. Didn't he say something in the first session? Like, I don't charge. But oh, I completely forgot about that. If he did. Yeah, but that I, would make sense. Maybe I'm making he, it up. The but... way they act is not like somebody who's charging for their time. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't think they're charged. I don't think he's okay. charging. No wonder he looks so tired. My God, <laughs> he needs to charge these fools. He's living off the olive tree. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Um, okay, Sultan of Success. Um, I mean, I guess Moko, she Whoa. got something big off her chest. No. Oh, God, no. terrible. Or Layla. Oh, yeah. Layla, I, I like, because she's starting a new business. Yeah. She's got a baby yeah. coming. She got rid of the loser husband. She didn't get on therefore the board. her therefore her boobs right, her boobs finally <laughs> she didn't get on the boat I think yeah, is the yeah, biggest yeah, thing that too I think the boobs <laughs> the boat <laughs> the baby <laughs> um okay and then Fatima's hit list I would say Muko Muko yeah. and then uh, Thor's mother. Whenever oh yeah, happened. Eva. Oh yeah. Yeah. Eva, yeah. No. Well, especially if it was her who actually like put in the restraining order and like all the shit so that he couldn't go or see her. Or it's Toprock and he's been lying it's the whole surprising. time and she's great. Like we don't actually Yeah, we just insane. Yeah, next season we find out that she just knows Turkish and she becomes yes. like, the fourth best friend in I love this group. It. And... That would be great. We exile yes. Toprak forever. <laughs> Um, okay, well, congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Layla. Watch out to Muko and potentially Eva, potentially Tobrak. Uh, We're not 100% sure yet, but one of them is definitely in the wrong, or maybe both. And thank you all so much for listening. We are going to talk about which show next? Fire Hot Skull, is that what it's called? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. It looks so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Why don't we give ourselves some okay, okay. research? We're not going to tell you right now what show we're going to watch next. We but um, we will be back very soon with our next fabulous show. Hopefully with less like dying and cancer and stuff. That would be my request. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you all so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again next time. Bye.